Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. Welcome to Ask Margaret from What Fresh Hell, Laughing in the Face of Motherhood, solving your parenting dilemmas one question at a time. Today's question comes from Mary, who says, how do you handle taking your toddler to a funeral? I'm mostly concerned about the actual complications of taking him to the viewing and funeral, would like him to say goodbye, but still worried about it. Would exposing him to things like an open casket upset him or make him more resilient? Mary, I really like this question and it's come up a lot. And I have a strong feeling about this. And I think that children should attend funerals. Um, you know, you can read a lot of history about this. Back in the day, people died. You brought them into your house. You laid them out on the dining room table, washed them and helped bury them. And that was a family activity. And I think, you know, we're not going back to those days. Nobody's dead is coming onto your dining room table, probably. But I think the idea that we can pretend that death does not exist for children is misguided. I think it is one of the things that we project onto kids that the idea of this is much more scary than the reality of it. My mom passed away two years ago. And for me, it was never a question about whether my kids would attend the funeral. My kids have attended a lot of funerals. It's something that we talk a lot about. We talk about what it's going to be like. I try to help them really set their expectations. But I want to have the experience of that ritual. And I want my children to have the experience of that ritual. We've dealt with some really sad deaths in our lives. And I just, I think my kids have been very frightened to go to the funerals. They've been very frightened to really talk about it and confront it but that they have found, as I have found, and hopefully you have found in your life, that the purpose of the ritual of a funeral is really useful. It gives you a time to do some really serious mourning. It gives you a time to really confront the reality of what has happened. And I think that that is important and should be done. If you're worried about an open casket, you can skip that part of it. That feels comfortable to you and something that you think after talking to your kids they are ready to confront I would encourage you to take them I think preparing them for that what it's going to be like I remember going to my first open casket funeral and being really terrified of it and then going and being like oh that wasn't as scary as I thought but you can also give them a choice but make sure you're giving them a fair choice so that the the choice doesn't become like you can either go to the funeral with me or you can stay behind in this hotel room by yourself. So you want to make sure that they feel kind of empowered to make this choice, but I would encourage them to make it. And I would explain to them that like what the roles funerals play in our lives. 
I was really surprised by this when I found this. The Guardian has a statistic that says 48% of people think it is inappropriate for children under 10 to attend a funeral. Um, I found that shocking. I find it very, very appropriate for children to attend a funeral. It is important to remember that a funeral is primarily about the people who are very close to the loved one who has passed away. Therefore, if you have a child who is not capable of behaving through a lengthy funeral service, keep that in mind. For my mom's funeral, uh, my children came to the funeral service and then I had a friend take them over to their house at the end of the funeral service and I attended the rest of the event by myself because I wanted to be able to have my own mourning process that wasn't about like, are my kids knocking over the flower display at the reception? And so do not put people in the position of having their funeral, their loved one's funeral, be about your child who is running around the aisles or crying. If you can, figure out how much your child is really up for and then make other arrangements. It's great for them to be part of part of the service maybe and then go home. Maybe they come to the wake briefly and then go home. But don't put your kid in a situation, don't set them up to fail by bringing them to a four-hour service where it's going to just become about the fact that they don't have the attention span to sit through that. But generally, I am very firmly team children should go to funerals. And Mary, I hope that helps. If you have a question for myself or Amy, you can send it to questions at whatfreshhealthpodcast.com and you may hear your question answered on an upcoming episode. Thanks for listening. Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, 
You are not alone, and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy.